Bebe kids. Bebe's kids? Yeah. We don't dog. We multiply. Right. Hey, guys. It's Kadesha. <laughs> I didn't know you were being for real. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> He's really going to start off singing like that? Why not? Like, did you just clear your throat to just do that? Oh, no, I drank some hot chocolate to do that. <laughs> oh, hot chocolate sounds wonderful. Yeah. Man. You still have to say hello. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> it's Monique. Sorry. <laughs> and it we come from I. Queens. Hi, we come from Queens, Monique. Okay, yes, we do. <laughs> so, can I say something? You sure can, friend. I, um, so I had another dream. <laughs> Um, great. Cause I shared my dream the last episode, but this dream was like very funny. And unfortunately I have to tell you like part of it off, off air, but I had a dream that you and I had a, we come from Queens event, right? Yay! But the event. Yeah. It was, it was like, it was really chill. It was kind of like, um, it was supposed to be like a hangout, um, at your place. But if it wasn't your place, it was supposed to be like, like a backyard hangout type of thing. Fun. But one way or another, the, um, the word got like out. The word got really, really out. And like there was this like floods of people showing up in this backyard and like you and I were like, Oh my gosh, like I don't know how we're gonna handle like all these people and I was just like so overwhelmed, I like went and took a nap and I woke up and the party was over. Like yeah, I missed the that's whole That's a condition move, actually. <laughs> I missed the whole thing. And um I was just like, Wow, that's really that's really weird because we you and I have been talking about an event you know having an event or something and just the fact that i slept through it because i was just so overwhelmed with the actual like planning all the people that ended up coming to it and they just people wouldn't stop arriving that was just like i can't oh but, boy um, and that was that, that was kind of, yeah well that was great i mean it wasn't great oh, that man. you fell asleep but it was great that we actually executed yeah, on our it event seemed that like we've it been planning been... for a long time <laughs> It would have been like a real pop in what it was looking like the Rihanna video for work. Rihanna, excuse me. And it, it just seemed like your good old basement type feel party or whatever, backyard type feel party like used to have. And I was just like, I woke up and I was like, I can't believe I slept through the party. Like, I couldn't even enjoy a party in my dreams, up. man. But not even in my dreams. I can't enjoy a party <laughs> in my dreams. It's a Kadesha move. Like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you have anything you'd like to say, Kadesha? Uh, I have two things that I'd like to say. One of them I'm going, I'm going to just, like, give an intro, and then we'll elaborate after the podcast thing is over. And then the other, like, oh. I'll just go. Okay. So, wow. um, I texted you yesterday, and I told you that I was thinking about marriage. <laughs> I've been thinking a lot about marriage. And how, uh-huh. you know, as of lately, and not as of lately, like, as in the past few days, as of, like, I would say, like, maybe the past year or so. Like, I've been really thinking about the fact that I don't know if I still want to get married. That's and, like, so funny that you say that, man. Yeah, because, to, but to know me, as you know, is to know that, like, I have this infatuation with marriage and weddings and all those things. And so, like, I'm trying to break it down in my brain, and I think I need to, like, write it down and process why I feel like, mm, whatever. Um, but yesterday, what I was thinking of was, I was wondering if I'm more... Um, engrossed with the the idea of the wedding as opposed to the actual marriage part Hmm. because like I'm like I'm comfortable in my life like I'm comfortable just being like a single person and just kind of getting up and going as I please whereas like when you're married you have to answer to someone 
You know, just out of respect for that other individual. You, God says that you two are now one. And I, like, I'm used to just being, I'm used to just being one. Like I've, I've dated, I'm, I'm used to, I'm date, I know how to date, but like, like, how do I become one with someone? But then I feel like, okay, if I don't get married, then I can't have kids. Like how, how is this going to work for well, me? I mean, nope. I mean, you can. Nope. <laughs> I could, they should, cannot have children if I don't get married. You know, it's not an option. You, you, I mean, I can adopt, okay. but it's not an option for me. Mm-hmm. To have children if I'm not married, Mooney. Because I know I know what you're trying to say, but no, sorry, I keep cutting you off for a reason. No, no, it's fine. It's completely fine. Um, um, oh, you want to say something to that? I, no, I just like I completely have been in your boat. I I don't think it's been like. I mean, the idea of marriage has been coming to the forefront for me definitely within the last year. Just thinking about it in itself, but just questioning like if I really do want to get married yeah has been lingering in my mind for the last couple months for sure and um and what you were saying with like answering back not answering back to but like you know kind of just having to really cater to another person by communicating things you just usually wouldn't have to communicate with right involved with someone right like I think you can only really get to that point through dating right because you get and that's like something that's been definitely I've been growing in that because like I'm just so so me that it's kind right. of baffle me sometimes I'm like what like I understand that you should you know let your partner or whatever be aware of certain things but I'm I, it's just you just gotta this part of growing I don't know growing together yeah but it's just I don't know yeah. It's just so funny because also in the last episode we were talking about like marriage. I know, I was thinking about that too. Like that. And yeah. then now we're like, I don't even know if I want to do that. And it's so weird because like I, I've always thought that I wanted to get married and I feel bad a little bit. It could be like a part of just where we are in life. I think so. And like the age and stuff like that. Yeah. And of course more weddings happening right. and more babies and like unions and whatever. I'm so. just like, uh, actually, no, no, like. No. And then also, okay, I'm going on a tangent, but whatever. This is our podcast. Um, and then also I've been thinking about like getting into a marriage. Well, <clears throat> on my terms is a financial commitment. Well, it's a financial commitment regardless. I'm thinking of the financial right. commitment as far as the wedding is concerned, but then it's a financial commitment outside of that. Like you guys have to be able to come together, um, and agree on spending, spending habits. You want to make sure that you're equally yoked with your partner as far as your spending habits, as far as your financial literacy, as far as like your goals, your visions, as far as money is concerned, because money, I don't believe money is to be played with, you know? And yeah. everyone doesn't share that sentiment. And and then the wedding thing, like, the kind of wedding that I envision, like, that costs money, you know? It's expensive. And I'm just thinking, like, let's say I'm 27, right? Let's say at 27, I found somebody, boom, like, fell in love, and then we decided to get married in two years from now, right? I can't, like, I feel like by in two, two years from now, I probably would have just finished paying off my loans, I'm trying to get married. Like, I didn't even get a house. Like, can we get a house together? I just feel like, like, well, asking, asking for too much. Like, this is just too much for me. Like, I just feel like I can't breathe, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, that's that. 
Um, okay. Yeah, I can continue with that, but I'm not. Okay. The other say something is I've just been what? like paying. I said I had two say somethings today. Oh, I guess yeah. I missed that one. Yeah. So I've been paying attention to like meme culture, not meme culture, just memes in general. And like sometimes I look at pictures and the words that are attached to these pictures, and I'm like, but. This doesn't even correlate. Like, this doesn't even make sense. Oh, please. Don't even start that. So, I just had three memes that I saw. And I was like, okay. All right. No. So, there was this one meme that I saw of a man kissing his girlfriend's, supposed girlfriend's forehead. And the the caption above the image says, you can meet somebody tomorrow who has better intentions for you than someone you've known forever. Time means, means nothing. Character does. So, I'm just wondering, like, how this picture specifically lends itself to this quote. Like, I was just like, <laughs> how, like, how does this tie in with time and intentions and character? Like, it's just a man kissing a woman's forehead. I don't, I don't understand. So there was that one. There's another one with a, oh, this looks like, um, what's the girl from 3LW? The light skin, oh, never mind. Adrian was light skin, but the other light skin girl. Well, Keely. Keely, right. Adrian also, not. like, I don't know how often she with gets light skin because she's Spanish. Wait, what? Right. With, this is a picture of her with Bow Wow. With Bow Wow? Yeah, I didn't even realize that when I first looked at this picture. Anyway, but I get what you're saying about Adrian not necessarily being classified as licensed because she's Hispanic. Got it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but I still, she's still licensed. Um, but yeah, so she's hugged up with a guy who I'm, I believe is Bow Wow. And the caption here says, being at home with your lady can keep you out of so much trouble. And I'm just <laughs> like, is that, is that true? Is that really true? And why should she have to keep you out of trouble? Anyway. And the last one I saw is of a man sitting on a toilet. Clearly, well, <laughs> if he's sitting on the toilet, obviously he's not peeing. You never know. I feel like but. I saw this one, too. Okay, go ahead. And he's smoking. Yeah, yes, he has, yes. The car- yeah. It's a cartoon. It's right. illustration. Right, it's like a blunt. And you can see the smoke coming from that and the smoke coming from his mouth. And then you see the female sitting on the sink facing him. She's covering oh her God, was face. It such a dumb meme. Right, she's covering her face with a tissue. I mean, with her t-shirt. And then the what it says is, this is what you call love. And I'm like, but is it really? Because if this is what you call love, then I don't want no parts of love. Like, I'm sitting across from you as you're defecating smelling your mess and this is what you and you're saying you're smoking no nah, i don't want no parts of that i don't think that's the love that jesus talked about in the bible and like i'm okay with that so i just i was turned off by that because i every, every you know what what floats your boat floats your boat it's none of my business right mm-hmm. but i think that my dude taking a dump on the toilet smoking a blunt and me sitting on the sink covering my face doesn't <laughs> we don't need to do that to show that we have love and affection and right. care about one another. like what, what you are we talking can about smoke right and now? take your dump by yourself in privacy or whatever and also i mean let's like let's be realistic like we're talking about adults here. we're not talking about baby poop we're talking about grown poop and not only grown poop we're talking about grown man's poop. right why do i want to be there just inhaling why, while you're in there like why what and they're like, this is real love. No. I hope you light a candle, burn some incense, do whatever you got to do in there so not too much leaks outside. Yeah. And, uh, you know, whatever. Just make sure I'm not going to continue that. But uh, that I saw that too. So obviously we saw that on our podcast page. Right. Um, right. And it was just a turn off. I was just like, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So I just needed to share that because I was bothered. Oh, yeah. It was very bothering. Yeah. Bothersome. What else? <sighs> 
So there's that. So, um, today's topic is spare the rod, spoil the child. And Kadesha would tell you guys where this topic <laughs> stemmed from. So there's a book that I never got a chance to finish reading. I think I had like three attempts at reading it. This is a book that I referenced on the podcast uh, sometime in the spring. And the title of the book is um, Between the World and Me by Tanahesi Coates. And so when I read this book, there were just like a lot of different ideas that were just like flowing through my mind. And so there was a specific passage that I read in the book about discipline uh, specifically parents disciplining their children, black parents disciplining their children. And so it just sparked an idea for me for a podcast. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to bless you guys by reading the quote that sparked the, the idea for me, and then we'll okay. go from there. So listen closely, friends. It's story time. Uh, oh, when I was six, okay, when I was six, my and dad took me to a local park. I slipped from their gaze and found a playground. Your grandparents spent anxious minutes looking for me. When they found me, Dad did what every parent I knew would have done. He reached for his belt. I remember watching him in a kind of daze, awed at the distance between punishment and defense. Later, I would hear it in Dad's voice. Either I can beat beat him or the police. Maybe that saved me. Maybe it didn't. All I know is the violence rose from the fear like smoke from a fire. And I cannot say whether that violence, even administered in fear and love, sounded the alarm or choked us at the exit. What I know is that fathers who slammed their teenage boys for sass would then release them to the streets where their boys employed and were subject to the same justice. And I knew mothers who belted their girls, but the belt could not save these girls from drug dealers twice their age. We, the children, employed our darkest humor to cope. We sit in the alley where we shot basketballs through hollowed crates and cracked jokes on the boy whose mother wore him out with a beating in front of his, in front of his entire fifth grade class. We sat on the number five bus headed downtown laughing at some girl whose mother was known to reach for anything. Cable wires, extension cords, pots, pans. We were laughing, but I know that we were afraid of those who loved us most. most. Our parents resorted to the lash, the way flagellants and the plague years resorted to the scourge. So so why did you pick that one? So when he talked about um, how he basically just like ran free in this park and then his parents were like, oh, no, you got to get a beating for this. Like, I feel like that's just common to black households. Because I know that had, well, I did do like a runaway incident in my house, but it was weird. (laughs) Like when I was a child, my brother and I woke up early one morning and I was like, let's hide. And he was like, okay, because I'm older than him, so of course he's going to listen to whatever I say. <clears throat> and so the way my house works is like we have, we had the main floor and then we had the basement. So when we got up, we ran around the house, hid, and I heard my grandmother looking for me. She told my grandfather, oh, where's Kadesha and Kyle? So they're running around the house looking for me. So I'm like, okay, like let's heighten this. So we ran downstairs, hid in the basement some, but now my mom's looking for us. And now they're worried because two kids, I had to be maybe seven, my brother was five, Go go missing overnight, like what the heck? And I didn't think it's a game, but then as time progressed, I realized like my mom is getting angry, and angry because she's fearful, and I, it's not really getting better for me. So <laughs> once I finally came out, like I can't completely remember what happened, but I'm pretty sure she beat my behind, well both of us for hiding out, and I and I just um 
correlate that to this story because parents often resort to, I'm going to beat you behind so you can know to never do that again. Right. So, and and I feel like it's, it's just easy, it's easier for them to resort to hitting as a means of discipline. Yeah? Yeah. I'm trying to think, like, I didn't, I didn't have a runaway incident, but I'm trying to think back of my younger years, like pre-teenage years, of things that I could have done to warrant, I guess, like a beating. Mm-hmm. But I can't, like, I also feel like a good amount of times as a child, you don't know what you're getting a beating <coughs> for. Like, it's not, it's not actually <laughs> it's true. clear. Yeah, it's true. Um, you just, it's just coming and you just. Not sure what thing you actually did to do, to deserve this, um, and I'm also wondering. Like, I didn't used to get beat often, so I, I just like I'm blanking. I'm like, I same here. Ask my mom, mom, what did you beat me for? Because we had a time where my cousins and I like drifted off in the mall, mm-hmm. and we heard our names on the on the speakers. Like, mall security had was calling us. Um, that was a little embarrassing, but I don't think we got beat for that. We definitely got spoken to, but not beat. Hmm. Mm, can't recall. So you also have another quote that sparked this episode for you. Right. So that made me just think of spare the rod, spoil the child, which I've heard over and over and over again. I think the first mm-hmm. time I ever heard that was on Matilda. And oh, Trunchbull really? Said it. Matilda? Yeah, Trunchbull said it. Oh, Spare wow. the rod, spoil the child. You don't remember that? I don't remember uh, her saying that. Yeah, well, I knew that movie like the back oh, of my vaguely. head. Oh, huh? vaguely. Well, okay, that's fair enough. I said it's like vaguely coming to my mind. Yeah. And so, um, I like, I know that for a long time, I, I've heard that quote, like, over and over and over again. And so, I always thought it was a biblical reference. It is a biblical reference, but it doesn't quote the Bible exactly. So, I went to the Bible to find exactly where that <laughs> reference comes from. And so... You get your receipts. You know, because I don't believe in just taking things at, at face value. And so, the actual scripture says, He who spares his rod hates his son, but he who loves him disciplines him promptly. And that's Proverbs 13.24, if you want to get the receipts for yourself. Um, so, what do you think about that one? Um, sorry, I'm going to read this. He who spares his rod hates his son, mm-hmm. but he who loves him disciplines him properly. When you ask me what do I think about it, what what exactly are you asking me? Okay, so I'm just going to tell you what I think about it, and then maybe you could just, <laughs> maybe okay. you could just like, de- devise your own idea about whatever. So, okay. uh, this quote actually was used in slavery to justify beating the slaves as well. And so I think like, so when I read this, I was just thinking about how I feel like God is down for discipline. Like you better discipline your kid. I I don't completely agree with the fact that if you spare your rod, if you don't discipline your child, you hate your child. Yeah. Yeah. That that would be me disagreeing with God. And that's not true. But I I just feel like "Mm, that's not, that's not always the case. Also, the Bible has just been translated a bunch of times. Very true. There's probably a translation that would not emphasize hate somewhere. Right. Um, But not to cut you off. No, no, you're, you know, you're right. Um, So yeah, I was just, I was just uh, reading that and, and thinking about how I feel like God is a God of discipline, you know, 
<laughs> like discipline your kids. So I guess when I hear this, like sparing the ro- sparing the rod, is not is like injustice to your child or something like that. I feel like that's like right. a little bit of extreme. Right. You know that you don't. You don't need to really use your rod to prove a point to your child about their behavior or just like their actions and stuff like that. Um, and also, there's this dynamic, I want to say it's between definitely like black and Spanish families. I, I remember hearing with this like Asian culture, the tiger mom, but I'm not very knowledgeable about that. But I want to also include like poor people too. Whereas physically disciplining your child as like an act of love, I think that's like not accurate. But this whole conjunction with like my child's going to know I love them because I'm disciplining them and I'm raising them up to be a good person in society or whatever by like using this rod thing. And I don't know, this hearing this proverb um, just kind of makes me my brain jump around to like all those little things. Like there's nothing cohesive in what I just said, but or linear, <laughs> but it's just like, it's making my brain jump to like all those different things. It's like, why do we always have to resort to some sort of physical discipline? Right. <clears throat> I mean, right. there's a time and a place. Definitely. Certainly. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah. But like why? So what methods of discipline? You said that your mom handled you definitely when you did that hiding thing right but um what what else did your mom do as a form of disciplining so I can't honestly I can't say that my mom beat me all the time because I just wasn't that type of kid who needed beatings my mom likewise right my mom was definitely the threatening type so like she could just tell me something be like when we get in the store don't touch nothing or else and she didn't have to say anything after or else because I already knew what that meant you know? Right. So my mom disciplined me verbally. She disciplined me with the eye, you know, the eye that the mother just gave you. <laughs> like the the quick, the, the good stare down, um, talking through clenched teeth. You know that, <laughs> right? I'm familiar. Well, vaguely <laughs> familiar. My mom wasn't, well, I was just my mom, person. but yeah. Yeah. I can't see your mom being the clenched teeth type person, but no. yeah, my mom is just like, get over here. That, that was her. <laughs> And she also, like, if she did want you to just get over here, she would just grab you by the shirt, but not in a way where she would make a scene. Like, she would just pinch a piece of your shirt and kind of just pull you in. Like, this is what I said. And then she'll whisper in your ear, whatever it is that she needs to say. (laughs) So my mom was, like, a very, like, I don't want to say passive-aggressive, but she was, like, secretive in her discipline. But she didn't have to make a big to-do because my brother and I weren't really those types of kids. He was a little bit more rambunctious than I was, but we really weren't those types of kids who, who needed to be beat. So, he what? He, we, I said he was a little bit more rambunctious than I was, but oh, okay. we weren't really those type of children who needed to be beat. Like, she could just tell us off and keep it moving. Understood. Yeah. So, like, my mom... Is your standard West Indian slash Caribbean um, mother? Mm-hmm. She, her, she definitely had those very rare moments where she did beat me. But she was a person that used to like to yoke you up real quick, like she'd grab <laughs> your arm or 
something like that. She also um, instilled some fear in the sense that you like I just never knew when her lid would like blow. Like I I felt like she would get so upset sometimes with things. I just didn't know if like she was gonna like you know do like a tea kettle thing and like just like the top will pop <laughs> off and she's just like steam will come out of her head or something like or her ears just like something crazy like that she used to do a lot of um i'm still in fear of with like objects like maybe she'll like hit something on the table or like she'll like bang something and i'll just be like this woman is nuts like she's she's bonkers like oh she definitely gosh. used to instill fear like that and also with like caribbean parents they just say some crazy things. Like, I can't even think of things she's, she has said when she's upset. But it just will confuse the hell out of you because you don't understand it. And you're like, is this something <laughs> I should be, like, concerned really about? Like, I don't know what type of metaphor you're using right now. Like, I don't, I'm not comprehending. Um, my mom also wasn't the type as punishment to, like, take things away. That was, that was never really it. But she also, she used to threaten to send me away. And that was, that was pretty... Oh, my mom intense. did that to me. She, yeah. she used to threaten to send me to my father's house, and I was like, ah, no. Right. <laughs> like, it shouldn't be a bad thing, but my mom threatened to send me to my grandma's house. She's also threatened to send me to Trinidad, and just like, I don't know. And it was just like a lot. I was like, I don't want to go there. Um, But my mom also, like a true Spanish person, used to use her... I can't even think of the word now for the slipper. What's it called again? Chancleta? Yeah. I, I wasn't yeah. sure if you were trying to go with the Spanish word, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She used to she used to take that and bring it very close to my face and, oh my and speak very very sternly. <laughs> and I'll just be like, yo, she's about to smack <laughs> me in my face. You did with not yell her, like, I know that though. I didn't. No, 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 because this was like I was like in <laughs> this is teenage years when like, you know, you just the hormones make you think you tough and you see mm-hmm. this brought me down real quick and i was just like she has her slippers so close to my face right now like oh, mm-hmm. please don't let her like just please because i just don't know how i would i don't my mom i would like to think would not have done that but it was just like the instilling fear part i'm just like, mm-hmm. talking very sternly and firmly with that but um yeah i think that's it, it wasn't really too much stuff like that um so have, I do, I, sorry huh? no Go we're ahead. gonna say what were we going to say? No, it's okay. You can continue. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as you were um, talking about your mom and some of her, her methods, I was thinking about, like, I don't know if it's a Caribbean thing, but, like, I feel like Caribbean people just like to, to gather objects. <laughs> Probably. As far as discipline Probably, is concerned. Because, you know, but this is just learned behavior. When The times that I've been legitimately pissed off, which was also during my junior high and high school ages, it's just learned behavior. I picked up objects, too. Oh. And I would I would fling them or pitch them, whatever. It, ha- it had to have been learned behavior. Of course. My yeah. mom has never thrown things. Like, that's just probably me just being extra. But, right. Um, my you mom has, yeah. <laughs> right? Doing the most. But, yeah, maybe it's a Caribbean thing. And the reason why I say that is because, like, obviously, like, my mom, I live with my mom, but I will go to my dad's house on the weekends. His wife is Trini, and he is Panamanian. And, like, whenever they would beat my stepsister, it was like, let me grab a remote. Like, let me grab a fork. Like, whatever is just close by. And I was like, oh. Yeah. Like, I was petrified because my mom didn't operate like that. 
Oh my gosh, yeah. My mom has hasn't hit me with the remote, but she's picked it up too and like in her talking. Yeah, now they beat her with the remote. I think the remote broke and I was like, it's Oh, poor girl. It's abuse. But that's another Yeah. That's a that's a different topic. Anyway. Um, so has the way that your mom disciplined you as a child, has it shifted when you became an adult? Well, yeah. Like like you were saying before, like I wasn't I wasn't a child, first of all, that like did a lot of things that warranted to be disciplined. Mm-hmm. But um, there was definitely that like coming of age when you're trying to like prove to your parents that you're like an adult or whatever, and you really just turned eighteen. Like you haven't even been eighteen <laughs> for a couple of it weeks. It don't matter. I just turned eighteen yesterday, um, so I'm grown. What's up, mom? But yeah, but what what has happened? I don't even understand how. But I started acquiring acquiring the dialogue of just like um. First off, I just was, I stopped really, I stopped <laughs> trying trying to be more more older or like, you know, grown than I was at that time. And then also as my mom and I now started having a bit more like verbal disagreements, I was acquiring the language of being like, I don't know if this is what you're saying, but like, this is what I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. And if it's if it's like not the same, I th- I think this needs to be clarified. Like you're upset at me over this, but it feels like this is what's really bothering you or something. So like, it's my mom was able to re- be also be in a place where she could hear me out mm. in her anger and stuff like that, and we can actually kind of like talk through things. So I'm not being disrespectful, and I, I was never really disrespectful to my mom, but like it's cool that we've grown to a place where like. She can acknowledge me as a human and as an adult too, but like a human first, then just like her child and her daughter and stuff mm. now. Yeah. So, hmm. so yeah. that's interesting because I feel like my mom still treats me like her child. I think, like her, her me- little child. Right. Like her methods of discipline have certainly shifted because I'm 27 now. But my mom is still very much about letting us all know that she is the mother and she is in charge and she will always be in charge. And her job, she never clocked out of, my, of motherhood. So, like, like, let's say we get into an, into an argument about something. Like, I, my mom, I think my, what my mom doesn't like about me is that I'm her child. So if we get into an argument about something, like, I'm talking like her. And she doesn't like that. So there'll, there'll be a moment where, like, we'll, there'll be a back and forth moment. And then she'll just be like, um, excuse me, I'm talking. Like, just to, just to kind of rein me in. Like, let's not get it twisted. Right. And then I'll just be like, all right, mom. And then if I say okay, don't say okay. So, <laughs> all right, so what do you want me to say? Because if I don't say anything, it's like, you hear me talking to you? Oh, my gosh. You're right. So it's <laughs> just like, what exactly would you like for me to do, mom? So my mom is still very much about exercising her power, but she I, I'm allowed a little bit more leeway as far as telling her how I feel. And like a lot of times, like I don't even be caring. Like I know that she might retaliate, but I just be like, look, I'm going to say what I have to say because you're not right all the time, mother. You're not right all the time. I'm an adult now too. <laughs> I'm an adult now too. So right. in your face. But no, I can't, I can't say those words to her, you know? Yeah, yeah. So certain things you just can't. <laughs> can't do so yeah and but there are times where she's just like okay Kadesha as much as she doesn't want to say it it's just like okay <laughs> thank you right 
so yeah uh would you say that you've ever been like fearful of your mom as a result of her discipline strategies yep most definitely okay <laughs> yep this is like not without doubt like i said it like i knew i didn't want the chancleta i didn't want a spoon a switch or anything near right. my face i didn't want her in my face so like if i knew that this was gonna get her to that point when she sees me like it's not worth it like it's just nah. Okay. but then also like um as i i've started thinking too like i have an older mom so then also to a certain extent like i just don't want to see her that upset <laughs> Like, just for her own health. Like, I don't want to see her that Oh, upset. yeah. Oh. That's that. But, yeah, my mom is still fair. My dad never, like, I really wasn't a bad child. And I don't think, like, I live with my mom. I didn't live with my dad. So, he just, there was never an opportunity for him to be right. upset at me about anything. Right. So, yeah. I uh, think I've seen my dad be, like, the disciplined dude only a small number of times and that was like with my very rambunctious cousins you had to tell them to like calm down and chill out but not me that's good I feel like you and how about you person. your mom instilled some fear in you oh for sure I would say for like 95 99.9% of my life like I was afraid of my mom and I'm 27 mm-hmm. so <laughs> that, that still counts no I'm kidding uh but I was afraid of my mom for a very long time I would say up until I went to college like once I went away to college it was like okay like I can breathe a little bit and then I realized <laughs> how much she trusted me more when I went away to college and so I, I didn't fear her as much because I knew that she knew that I was, I'm a good kid. Like you raised a good kid and you really don't have anything to worry about. You don't have to breathe on my back like that. Cause it's okay. Um, right. yeah, but, um, honestly, I feel like there's still moments where I do kind of fear my mom. Not as much as, that, as when I was a child. My mom, my mom got, I don't know. She's magical or something, but like, like there, there'll be times where like I'm out and I just don't want her to know that I'm out. So I won't answer her calls. Cause I'm afraid of, like, I'm afraid of my mom. I'm afraid of what she's going to so say. Funny. You've been with me when I don't answer my mom's calls. I was about to say that, but I didn't <laughs> want to say it. Yeah, I don't so. care <laughs> if you say it. Like, it's real. I still do. And I mean, and I'm really okay with that. Like, I'm okay with still fearing my mom. Because she is my You're mom. And I'm okay with still fearing my mom. Okay. It's, I don't feel, I don't feel embarrassed about it at all. It's just like, you know, it is what it is. She's my mom and. I do love and appreciate my mom. My mom pisses me off too. But, you know, I respect her <laughs> for who she is. <laughs> um, okay, so if you become a parent, how might you or would you adjust your methods of discipline? Um, so I think that <clears throat> I would, and I can, I can observe like my, my methods in my interactions with my children at work and my little cousins. I don't think I would be so quick to like jump down my kid's throat for something that they're doing or something that they appear to be doing wrong. I'm about like understanding kids and their logic for doing things. My mom is, has just always been like, this is what I say. You do it. If you don't do what I say, then you're in trouble, you know? So for me, I, I don't think that I would be as like as she was. It would just be I, I would have more conversations with my kids. Not to say that I'm not gonna discipline you, because if you do something wrong, I'ma let you know it's a problem and don't ever do it again. Did you hear what I said? You know? Uh but, but as when you're saying discipline, do you mean physical discipline? Um 
yeah, no, no, well, my mom didn't really physically discipline me. So, as far as shifting, I, I guess I would be similar in the in the physical aspect because I, it's not, and mm, it depends on the child. All children mm-hmm. are different, you know? So, all yeah, children no, most require, require different types of discipline. So, if I have a child who needs to be hit to be reminded that I'm not playing with you, and I know that that works, then yeah, some kids don't need to be hit. Some kids um, really need to be talked to, and they can be crazy kids, but you have to understand your kids, because you can hit a kid 10 times over, and they can just give you the straight face, because they're tired of you hitting them, and that's not yep. improving the problem, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I, I think it, it, yeah, it just depends on the kids. What about okay. you? So, for me, I think I think um, most definitely I would talk with my child a lot. Um, I just kind of see that because I just see how having having open up the dialogue for my parents or with my parents, that just allowed a lot, a lot of understanding mm-hmm. and relating to one another that I think made it beneficial for the relationship. But of course, we're talking about little kids. Yeah, little kids, you you can only do but so much talking with them. Like, they're very rational. They just haven't been on the planet that long. (laughs) They just just do things because they want to. Like, they don't understand why. Why'd you do it? No, why'd you ask them why they did it? You're stupid for asking. (laughs) Yeah, so, you know, and I also was thinking, like, oh, well, you know, I don't really see myself really hitting my kids. But I remember when my friend and her son was visiting, and at that point her son must have been like three or something, and he was being pretty disrespectful, and she just had to pop him on his hand and just like, you know, tell him like, you don't do that, and he pulled Mm -hmm. it together, and it's just thinking like, you're going to have those moments with little kids, and it sucks because, you know, they're little, you shouldn't, you don't want to hit little kids, they're also really cute, like, they have no ration. Yeah, they just, they, like I said, they just they don't understand why they can't do what they want to do. And sometimes just a pop on the hand or something, it, it just, that's like, unfortunately, I'm not going to do that. But that's just what they equate that wrong action with. And they just kind of need that. They know like, oh, if I do this, I'm going to get popped in the hand. And I didn't like getting popped in the hand because it stung a little bit. <laughs> and um, I can't say I see myself not physically disciplining my kids at all. But also my mom wasn't, like, an extremist with, like, beating and things like that. I don't see myself doing that either. But I understand that you kind of have to have a little bit of something along with talking. But I really would want to converse with my kids and kind of have that. That's, like, being ideal. Yeah. Having that dialogue like open. hmm Yeah. I, I think it's important. And I think that, um, uh, like, our old our parents, older black parents, I think that, they neglected that, not because they wanted to, but just for lack of, lack of knowledge. It was just like, oh, well, of course. my mom always hit me and it works, so I'm going to do the same thing and it's going to work, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah so, yeah. and and from, I think what's helped me is becoming a teacher to, to realize, like, that kids have feelings and there is a reason behind why people do whatever it is that they do. Little kids, like we said before, like five-year-olds, four-year-olds, not always necessarily a reason. Why'd you do it? Uh, they're looking at you like, uh, wait, yeah. What do you want me to say? Like, <laughs> what helped me realize is just that like, I have so many younger cousins, like right. so many. So just in just being their older cousin and talking to them and stuff like that, I'm just like that's how I like 
came to my realizations about their behavior and just why why they do things and to a certain extent why they do things right. just from talking with them. Um, so, I go next. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, go ahead. What? <laughs> I think do you, so. Are you sure? Do you do you not want remember. me to do that one? No, go ahead. Okay. So, what contrast have you observed between discipline in the black household and with families who are not black? And so, this black is inclusive. It's inclusive of just Afro, whoever's from wherever's. Right. Not just black Americans. Right. So, um, <clears throat> when I when I was, like, writing this question, I initially we were just going to write between black and white, but life isn't black and white. So, uh, I'm going to tell a story that, yeah, so, like, a few years ago, mom and I were at a mall, and we saw this this mom and her son. They were white walking i don't know what the conversation was between the two but all you saw was this boy drop down to his knees and just like kind of have a tantrum he was just like ah and he threw himself on the floor and he wasn't like five this kid was probably like eight. Oh no and in unison like on cue my mom and i were like uh-uh because at that <laughs> time obviously i was teaching and she's a mom and like I just couldn't believe that this kid had the audacity to throw himself on the floor and the mother I think she was just trying to rationalize with him why he should get up off the floor and for me it was just like you better get up off this floor right now because we're not playing these games you know what I'm saying like get your behind up and don't embarrass me in these streets and so for me there's the contrast because had that been a black mom and her child that situation would have played out completely differently. The area that I live in now, like I live up the street from a homeless shelter and seeing moms interact with their children is, is real for me sometimes. So imagining if, if there was a mom from this homeless shelter and her child, she might've been like, listen, you little N word, get your A or right now before I kick your A. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it would have transpired a little differently. If it was my mom to me or to my brother, it would have been like, if you don't get your butt up right now, and right now means you got two seconds before I snatch you up, you know? So there's that. And then I work in a predominantly Hispanic area. It's not like Afro-Hispanic. It's like just like general Hispanic kids. And I don't, <laughs> I don't even know if that makes sense because what? whatever. No. no, it doesn't make sense. But it's, it's, I say that because my dad's Panamanian, so he's just straight black <laughs> and Hispanic. Whereas these kids, like, you can look at them and, and say, okay, they're Hispanic. They're not Afro-Latinos right. and Latinas. Right. You can't look at my dad and say he's Hispanic. Like, you would never guess. So, um, these parents, they, I feel like they really don't discipline their kids. It's just like, I love you to the moon and back, and I want you to know that. And, you know, if you do something wrong don't do that again and that's it like I remember having a conversation with a parent last year her son I love this boy I think he was my favorite and honestly he used to try to like just drive me crazy last year he just didn't listen he would hit kids in the classroom he was always doing something that he had no business doing and so I brought it to his mom on several occasions and I was like you know this little boy does not listen like he doesn't follow rules in the classroom and we really need to get him in a position where he's where he's following rules because Ultimately, the other children are not safe being around him. And so she was just like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And then she goes, so what should I do? I was like, what? Like, I didn't say it to her, but in my mind, I'm like, what you mean? What should you do? You're the mom. There's no reason why I, the teacher, should be telling you how to discipline your kid. I really want to tell her you need to beat him. But, you know, this is my first year in DOE. I'm trying to get my life together. Can't say beat him. 
but I, I just say that to say that I feel like they don't they don't really know how to discipline their kids. They just know how to love their kids and love them wholeheartedly, and that's it. So that's that's. So that's I mean, I life. pretty much um, just like agree with you on that point. Like I have seen my share of white kids say and do some crazy things in public and be like, oh my gosh, like if that was my mother or okay. my family, <laughs> you know, that's it. Went and down also, differently. I remember hearing on the train, like maybe I was in the middle of the train car and this mother and probably like her son, he could have been in like second or third grade were um, by the doors on the end of the train. And I just remember her just like speaking very firmly to him about how she's going to beat his ass when they get mm-hmm. home because mm-hmm. like, see what I'm saying? See what I'm a, saying? On a math test, like he, something, something <laughs> with his grade and she was just like not having it and she, and I was just like, <laughs> damn, this is going to be like the worst weekend of his life because it's a yeah, three day weekend. Yeah, telling me this story. <laughs> yeah, right? And, um, and she just, she just was like going in on him like he's not gonna do this and she's gonna just gonna beat his ass and I was just like oh man for him like all he did was like get a bad grade or something like that and she just was not oh having gosh. it and then like you so imagine how she would act if he were to throw himself on the floor in that train oh I'm you know what and like you I um when I go to Queen Center Mall specifically on a Saturday there's always a whole bunch of Spanish kids that should be in a stroller that are not and are running amok in the mall mm-hmm. like if it's like Chuck E. Cheese or something mm-hmm. and I'm like I can't believe this is a real thing like I can't believe like I don't understand I don't understand yeah. how I just feel that these parents did not grow up that way you know I, I don't feel like that I feel like they mm-hmm. grew up with probably very strict whether they have Mexican parents, Colombian parents, Ecuadorian parents, I believe that they came from a pretty strict household where they really? have kids could not go in public. I just feel like in Spanish culture, I don't. I feel like if you, they were back in their country, you know, the way that they were raised to a certain mm-hmm. extent, they were raised with strict parents, but they couldn't go out in public and act out like this. And I'm just speaking for people who have migrated to America mm-hmm. and be like, well, I want my kids to have as much like you know to assimilate a much of american culture and behavior or something that ain't american culture they, <laughs> it is an american culture but like in just like not disciplining your kids because mm. you're letting them like i don't know just like for whatever reason you just don't and or maybe i don't know i'm just projecting stuff out there but i just feel like i know a bunch of spanish people who have come from strict upbringings and that kind of continues on in their life not that they're as strict with their kids but still, so I can't understand how in Queen Central Mall there's just a, an abundance of Spanish people who let their kids go crazy. Like I don't, I just don't understand. But you whatever. To, you need to be at my school on an open school night on a parent teacher conference, and you will see the same exact setup. I remember. I know, like I just don't understand. Girl, me neither. Last year when we had open house, I remember the parents came in, they sat down, and then the kids went to the back of the classroom and grabbed like all the manipulatives from the back of the classroom and just like spread them all over the floor, all over the tables. And I remember just thinking like, oh my gosh, this is a disaster. Like, what am I going to do? At the end of open house, I had to clean up all these materials. So this year, let me tell you something. I learned. Kid, parents came in, kids came in, kids were chilling in the library, some kids went to the back of the room. I was like, uh-uh. I stopped right in the middle of my presentation. I was like, you don't act like that when uh, class is in session, do you? Okay, let's put it back and let's show our mommies and daddies how we act when they're not here. Yeah. And then the parents started to say, oh, come bang, bang. No, no, no. You should have been telling them bang before. Before yeah, I had exactly. to stop my presentation. Like, what the heck? 
But, you know, you kind of have to set that. I mean, I learned that I had to set the atmosphere. Um, so, do you see a parallel between discipline within the black household and discipline measures used by the police? Um, I find this question to be interesting. Um, I don't really say much of a, a, too much of a parallel in that sense, but I do see the parallel, I guess, or between black Americans and like being beat as slaves and that translating from to beating like your spouse or Mm. like your children. I do see that. Um, yeah, I don't know about the police part though. I know that sometimes you get disciplined so that you won't get disciplined by police. But um Right. Yeah, I don't know about the parallel part. Okay. So I I think I would agree with you as far as like the parallel. I I can't completely say that there's a parallel, but like in the book that I that I referenced for this for this thing he talked about how the parents basically are beating you at home to quote unquote protect your body from the police ultimately invading your body outside of the household. Hmm. And so I I thought that was an interesting take on it because I never considered that. And um, I, I just think it's interesting that parents are supposedly protecting your body, but they're hitting you too. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's, 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 it's an interesting thing to me. But yeah, that was that was really my thoughts on that. Okay, good. Yeah. So is there? Would you say there's a line between discipline and abuse? Like, where do you draw that line? Um, I think. In physical, physical abuse, yeah, I think, um, well, specifically for physical abuse, like, scarring, like, that's scarring, like, if you're getting welts or whatever, breaking mm-hmm. skin, stuff like that, like, bruises, like, that's that's really going too far. I also okay. think, like, the time that you spend physically abusing right. is, like, abuse, because at, at what point are you just now going out of anger and like right. your own personal right whatever you got going on inside exactly mm-hmm. like that's it's not about the child at that point um yeah i think that that's it i also think sometimes I, objects I too maybe yeah definitely i think so um i agree with everything that you said and i also think that like open hand versus closed hand because if you punching your kid then that what what are you oh, doing most definitely yeah you know and th- i remember there was like facebook videos or something that went viral Within the last three years of, like, a, a man beating his son or something, mm. like, punching him. Why was that viral, though? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't like that. It was bad. I don't know if I saw it this year or last year, but, like, this kid could have been no more than 14. And his dad was, like, legit boxing him, like, in the face. Blood, mm. like, in the kitchen floor. Mm-mm. And I was just like, this is horrible. Like, that, yeah. for me, is definitely abuse. You're punching. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like that. Mm-mm. Um, yeah, so I... Oh, and yeah, sorry, I in terms of verbal abuse, I think mm-hmm. um, the line for verbal abu- abuse is definitely when you start, like, really attacking the child's <laughs> character. Why are you laughing? Because, like, why would a parent be out here saying crazy things to their kids? Like, like oh, you're saying, because, like, attacking their character. Like, why would you be out here doing stuff like that? Like, yeah. Why? Yeah, like, I'm just kind of thinking of, like, Precious, like, that book. Well, yeah, the movie, whatever, all that sort of stuff. Like, that's abuse. Book before I mean, that movie. girl was just abused on every level, but still. Yeah, she was. Uh, um, I think the verbal 
thing. I think uh, cursing. I I don't believe in cursing at your children. Like I don't. Mm. I have a five year old, and I'm telling you, shut the f up. What? Huh? Or call you a little b word, a little n word. That that's not appropriate. Yeah. I don't even believe, I mean, I'm not a cursor, obviously, but if I was a person who cursed, I don't, a cursor, huh? um, I don't, I don't even agree with cursing in front of children, because I don't think that's appropriate, I don't think that's, that's model language, that's not right. language that you want children to use, so you shouldn't use it in front of them. So, um, there was an article that I read in preparing for this episode, and it was about, what was it? Uh, oh, it said, it, the title of it was Understanding Black Americans and the Spanking Debate. And I knew I would be able to find something around spanking because that's always, the, like, there's always, like, this fine line between what abuse is and what it is to simply spank your child. And so this episode actually highlighted um, an NFL player, Adrian Peterson, who had abused his child. Were, are you familiar with him in that situation? Yeah, this sounds familiar. Yeah, and so in reading this article, like there were some quotes that I pulled out, but I'm not even going to go there. But um, in reading the article, I had to like do my research on him because I, I vaguely remembered the story. And it turned out this man had abused his four-year-old child. I, think the, I believe the child was four. He, uh, like, I think he punched him in his nuts or something. Mm-mm. And he left scars on this kid's arm. And he... The evidence was the fact that he, besides the scars, right after he had beat this child, he had texted the child's mom saying, you know, I just want my kids to know that I love them and I want them, basically, I want them to know that I want the best for them and, um, you know, he's going to know that I love him. I might and I think he even said, like, I might have went too far or something, but, you know, I just want them to know that I love them. Uh, that's not. That's not the way you show love for your kids. And I, and I think that sometimes men don't recognize their own strength. Because I knew of a man who abused his son. And, and it was well, just like, I, why, are you, why are you doing this? I don't even want to say it's totally that. Like him not recognizing his strength. But him not seeing this as like a child. Like this is right. not, like you this being not like dealing with another man. man. Exactly. You're attacking You're him with a child. balls. Like what? Why would you? Why would you do that? Why would you even think? And that's just really being really spiteful because you know how sensitive your balls are. Like, why would right, you? Right, right. A child. Yeah, that really, that really bothered me, and that really hurt me. And they were trying to. I think there were probably there were probably extra photos, but I really didn't. I don't like how media just puts all these things out on display. Like, I, I know. Hi, can we keep some things sacred, private? Uh, yeah, I just want to talk about the article because I, I was very bothered by it when I was doing my my little research. yeah. Yeah. yeah, but they also the article also talked about like uh, the correlation between beatings and slavery, and it, it uh, contrasted white white um, means of discipline and black means of discipline. We'll put the link in the description for you guys to okay, check out the cool. article yourself. But yeah, cool, that's cool. I mean that's really it. Well, thanks. This has been uh, to a certain extent a quite reflective. <laughs> um subject you know thinking back to discipline I guess from that I've received and like watching my cousins be disciplined too and just like kind of other people you know what though I haven't been in too many friends like houses and like witnessed them be disciplined like thank god because that's also pretty awkward like whenever you're at a friend's house and like their parent is just like (laughs) you know but I've never seen like a friend get beat but just like Oh no! But just like seeing a friend being spoken to me, like this is awkward. Like, oh yeah, I would leave right now. Oh yeah, like I, I would leave right now. But that would <laughs> just be making this 
Yeah, clearly I'm gonna like intensify the situation if I leave. Um, <laughs> awkward. Yeah, you're reflecting back on a time like you saw a friend yes. that you spoken to. It is so awkward. <laughs> Oh boy! Oh my, God. my childhood best friend—that was like the norm for us. Did they used to? Did her parents also used to speak to you too? Uh, did that, yeah. Did you ever? Yeah. Get to, oh, really? That's good. That's a good West Indian household. Yeah. Because yeah. we had—they had a really good relationship with my mom, and my, they knew my mom wasn't. Uh, uh-uh, she ain't going for that. Yeah. So oh, let me get you funny. before she does. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I found this quote for today. And it is by, damn, I don't even know how to say this name. (laughs) (laughs) Haim Gino? Ginot? Ginot? Gino? It's it's okay, you tried. Something like that. I apologize. So the quote goes, when a child hits a child, we call it aggression. When a child hits an adult, we call it hostility. When an adult hits an adult, we call it assault. Mm. when an adult hits a child we call it discipline Mm, that was a good quote yeah this quote just came through i think it's all about perspective when it comes yeah or physical contact ultimately that's good girl thanks oh sorry Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'm like basking and i forgot yeah you're clearly marinating right now I was really sitting here in my thoughts, like twirling my watch. <laughs> I'm like, you know, any anytime you want to start telling these people that we're done here, you know. Sorry. Okay, friends. So thanks for listening as always. You can connect with us on our website, we come from queens.com, as well as social, our social media platforms, Instagram and Twitter. We are at We Come From Queens. The Queens is spelled Q and S. And I want to give myself a shout out because I've been on Twitter more, so go Kadesha. You really have been. You know, I've be been seeing trying and I'm like oh she's on yeah and it's always funny when we are tweeting at the same time <laughs> and we're uh, all tweeting two completely different things that are coming from the same twitter <laughs> two right. completely different like <laughs> wavelengths or when we tweet about the other person and like I don't even realize when you respond to my tweets that's fun I'm like, I yeah because I'm not gonna add us I'm just like she's right. she'll eventually see it right uh anyway sorry so you can send us questions you would like us to answer during an episode uh rate and review us on itunes thank you for the soundcloud comments which i actually have to get to right after this and you can check us out on stitcher as well as always we love hearing from you friends ciao bye